0: But you see, the thing is that I know that you're very interested. Darren just wanted me to have a look-see at um, a couple of the main guys, you know, the the modern chaps, um, and what their actual uh, cake or stance is or what they're saying about the rapture, whether it's pre-trib, mid, or post. Yes. And the thing is that so few people put anything in print these days. You've basically got to listen to... Hours of YouTube videos to get where they're at. And yes. one conclusion that I, I came to was I don't know if you've uh, encountered the Calvary Chapel group of churches. Have you heard oh, of it? Is,
1: is that with um, the Hawaiian? That's right, that's JD Farag. So yeah, you've got annoying.
0: JD Farag, who's very close and associated with Amir Tafati, although Amir is not Calvary Chapel. And then, yep. of course, you've got these other guys all from Calvary Chapel, and they all do weekly property up, uh, prophecy updates. You've got yes. Jack Hibbs and Tom Hughes and I think it's uh, Stagman and Mark McIntosh, and that's on, on his channel, and I listen to that every single Friday. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not necessarily extremely spiritual. They really talk on current affairs.
1: Yes, and, very, but of
0: course, as it relates to Bible prophecy, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, and yes. um, they are all pre-trib, they yeah. are all extremely pro-Israel and very anti-replacement um, theology.
1: Yes, I'm I'm a big follower of um, Amir, uh, yes. uh, Behold, Behold Israel. Behold I read
0: Israel, and, uh, yeah. No, he's very um,
1: good. I like very his good. teaching. He's a very good, solid teacher as well.
0: He is. And as I say, so too is that J.D. Farag. Now, J.D., of course, is an Arab. I don't know if he comes from Lebanon or initially. But um, he, of course, pastors a church in Hawaii. Yes. And they, too, them together with this – what's his name? And I can't think. But anyway – They do a lot of work with uh, Jan Malkal. Have you heard of her? She has three ministries. They have lots of live conferences, um, Mm. which are um, hugely attended. Yes. So that group is the first lot that I really sort of try to get into.
1: Okay. Um,
0: and their take is pretty much the same, I would say, as what ours is. If we are, or if you are, as I am a pre-trib believer. And then, of yes. course, I've, I've come across and very often listened to who I think might be your nemesis. Apparently, you don't like him, and that is Jacob Fresh. Jacob oh, it's is, not that I, He's
1: the best. It's not that I don't like him. Uh-huh. He's just... very. Very brash, I guess, which is, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't hold many punches back for anything.
0: No, extremely so, Gary. He's bombastic. He's um, almost rude, to be quite honest. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, of course, his take is definitely uh, mid, in fact, a little after mid. He believes the rapture takes place between the sixth and seventh seals.
1: Interesting. It and is very I, interesting. I think there's another guy called Irvin Baxter that is post. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, look, a lot of a lot of the uh, Calvinistic people are post. They believe there yeah. is definitely only one coming, and that is when he casts, puts his feet on the Mount of Olives and splits, and that's his second coming, and that's when we all get raptured. I sometimes get a little bit annoyed, Gary, annoyed from the point of view of the Gentiles wanting again to still um, have something to do with the tribulation, when in fact, of course, it's got nothing to do with them. I mean, it's Jacob's trouble, and it's God dealing finally with the nation of Israel. Or am I wrong?
1: No, I agree with it in a a purely logically it deals with uh, national israel i mean <laughs> otherwise <laughs> otherwise it wouldn't have been called it wouldn't have been called the time of jacob's trouble it would have been called the time of the gentiles trouble you know exactly
0: exactly um, but as i say as usual they want to take that over as well you know so your post guys are all think they're deserving of having to go through this horrendous thing, not that they're going to survive it if they did. But, um, yeah, so it was interesting to find who was mid and who, as I say, is post. So and that took a lot of time, but it was so enjoyable. And then of course, um, what he wanted was my take on the picture. And I have of course written a, a little book, which I wrote for my kids. I think it was in about 2013 yeah. just to give them an idea of where I was at, because of course they couldn't understand how I'd gone from this heavy Christian into yeah. a totally different kind of person. And anyway, <laughs> my last chapter of the book was about the rapture. And so okay. I couldn't give all those millions of pages to what Darren wanted. But all I did was base it on the uh, the Jewish wedding to me. You know the system of the Jewish wedding. To me, yes, that days yes. perfectly
1: being swept swept off the feet, and uh, the seven mm. day, yeah, mm. coming out of the chamber, going into the chamber. Exactly, yeah, and,
0: and I mean even the Bema seat comes in there, when in fact you are in that in heaven. Well, I'm going to call it heaven for this period, yeah. uh, where we have to go through. um the actual being the seat and where we you know the, the baptism and the cleansing of the bride and the so on. And I just think it explains it beautifully. And that's sort of what I base my theory on. And uh yeah that is basically it. So
1: yes and the, the thing is that I've always um wondered about was where the confusion actually lies in is People get confused with this, you'll know this, the second coming, mm. as opposed to the mystery of, you know, the, in the twinkling of an eye, you know, mm. um, I think what's, what's probably confusing to many people is they go, oh, okay, well, that's just the same event.
2: Mm.
1: You know, it's Jesus coming down, touch, uh, putting his feet on the Mount of Olives, mm. the earthquake, and... Mm. People get raptured, and but then my question is, where the heck does everyone go? Because, because then
0: we're meant to be coming down again, you see, um, to bring Christ to earth, as it were, for His thousand-year reign. So yes, I mean, there's got to be a period between the two, and they cannot possibly be the
1: same event, in my book. And and also we know that the reason Yeshua returns is when the jews repent they make that's national course. repentance that's what actually brings Yeshua back yeah. to exactly. to to defend them from the the world's armies before yeah. their annihilation uh, that's what and when they they say you know blessed is the blessed is the lord you know he comes in the name of the lord they yes. they mourn for the one that they they pierced yes. exactly
0: no, but um it's, so
1: there we go. And then you've uh, got the then you got the other thing where Yeshua says the Behold I, I will only come back when you say that and uh, you know where I'm going you cannot be. um I'm going to prepare a place for you so that I can come back and take you to be with me. Mm. I mean how does that work with the second coming, with the rapture into twined in that it just doesn't make sense doesn't make sense at all. and then you got the jewish wedding which is the ultimate uh peace yes. mate uh, or yes. checkmate should i say that's right this is it this is it
0: but to get back to jacob pressure his idea of between the sixth and seventh um i've kept on reading revelations and particularly that um, you see, that is where, I'm not terribly sure which chapter it is now, where it says, and there was that great multitude in heaven. And that, it, it's never spoken of before until the six seal has happened. Um, large and small, standing before the throne of God. Do you know what I mean? And yes, that, yeah. And that, I think, for him, is that it's happened then, just before the horrendous trumpet and bull uh, uh, you know, those happen, And
1: then, so of Jacob, course. So Jacob, uh, so is a mid-trip, mid-trip, is he? He's mid-trip, yeah. He's definitely mid-trip. Okay. And then I, so. I,
0: I found a very, well, I won't say interesting, it's, uh, I think it's confusing more than it is anything else. But if you've got time and you want to just read stuff, uh, and a lot of it is stuff, but it's also very interesting, this person who refuses, or well, doesn't refuse to give his name, but does not give his name and explains why he doesn't give his name. Yeah. Uh, but the website is daniel11truth.com. Okay. And he's also met also very definitely um, after the sixth seal.
2: Yeah. But
0: his explanation is that, in fact, We've gone through the first five seals but ever okay.
2: since
0: World War two kind of thing oh and yes, I, I've heard about that yes yeah and i've been I've been trying to if you look at those seal judgments um yes, I can understand the first one because for a long time now you had evil going out and conquering, if you know what I mean, yes. Um, for a long time, I think the third one is the uh, the the the, uh, the famines and things, as it were, where we know that takes place. Yeah. It's just that I think the fifth the fifth one is the one that startles me, and that is where I think it's a fourth or a third of the population is destroyed. But he seems uh, this other guy seems to put that at the period of the Holocaust and various other things, you know. Um, Well, I
1: I don't know. I don't know because I I know the theories behind it and it looks convincing with Chernobyl and all that. Yeah. You know, that that stuff. But on the other hand, you look at Jesus' words about coming back at the specific time where no flesh, if he didn't return, no flesh would survive. Yes. I, I can only think that that means literally there's almost a point where almost, well, the third of mankind gets wiped out oh, this is I mean, it,
0: but then if you time. think if you think about it, the point is this that um after the sixth seal, and i mean halfway through is the last three and a half years, which is really meant to be what do they call that section of the tribulation um, I'm not sure what uh, the
1: great the, no, uh, the last three and a half years
0: yeah, that's when all of this. That's what, what where the wrath of God really takes place, and that is what yes. we are supposed to be spared from. So that's where Jacob comes in. You see, when he says, "Before those
1: trumpet mom, and bold judgments happen, we're God." But if you look, if you look at it lo- like just logically looking in, okay, you've got a billion Christians on this planet. Yeah, you. Are you telling me that if it's a mid-trip rapture, that in the first three and a half years when this Antichrist figure, this leader, steps up and he gets the temple construction going and he makes peace, you're telling me Christians are going to be dead quiet and and not a billion Chris? Well, when I say billion, I'm, um, it's probably not going to be a billion, but a fair number of Christians. I mean, there's 60 million evangelical Christians in America that understand, you know, Revelation. Um, they're not going to make a huge shout out and about this Antichrist. And yeah, and but
0: then, I yes, I, I see you are coming from. But Gary, if we go back to the Calvary Chapel guys, of which, yeah. as I say, I'm here, with them. They, because they're all Americans, keep on with the uh, sort of thing of why is America as such not mentioned as a country in uh, biblical prophecy. And they really believe that something drastic will happen to America very shortly, like one of those uh, faults going with a massive earthquake, which will apparently kill millions. It will almost devour that country. That's true.
1: Or, 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 Or... um
0: volcano or the yellow what do they
1: call that uh, then yeah oh yellowstone or or even a combination of that and uh some nuclear attack by russia or china or something precisely so um
0: it is all very interesting but um you know so so therein lies they maintain that should anything like that happen america is done and dusted, simply because of the amount of of the people that will, in fact, not ever be paying their bond repayments or their car repayments. So financially Mm -hmm. and every other
1: way, the country will collapse. So what you're saying is that even in a uh, mid-trip, hypothetically, that Uh those majority, oh, well, when I say majority, I mean 60, 70 million evangelicals will be so in dire straits that they would take on the offer of the financial system, the beast.
0: Well, you see, therein lies another question. Never mind the, the, let's call it the billion. Um, And then we'll get right back to what Jesus said about the road um, is wide. How many of those people are really true, true, true believers? Um, And I guess
1: comes back to which which Jesus do they follow? They Precisely.
0: Following? And that's mm. not just America, that's all of us. I mean, that's, that's all true. of us. And, um, and unfortunately, uh, the Catholics, I mean, I worry terribly about so many of my friends that are in fact Catholics. And they are they were believers. They live sort of very good lives, but they, I mean, they, their doctrine is so wrong. Mm. And there's yeah. no amount of trying to tell them otherwise or explain, uh, because they're so indoctrinated. Yeah. And then yeah. again, as I say, any other any other um, denomination, the people that attend the churches. I think Darren spoke about this once, or I've worded somewhere. That you are so restricted by what it is that you hear in your church. You yeah, don't yeah. think. Beyond that, if you know
1: what I mean, Gary,
0: and well, so few I, people study the Bible that they don't know any different.
1: I don't think many many pastors even teach on the, the catching away. No, no, not at all. If, even if even if they believe in post or whatever, I don't even yeah. think they they even tackle the subject.
0: Well, there are very few of them that'll touch the Book of Revelation to start off with.
1: Yeah, and um,
0: so. Therein lies the uh, the problem, and it is yeah. a great
1: problem. It I've is. wondered about the multitude, the mixed multitude, at that point. Um, I've often wondered about it.
0: Yeah, but uh, it was—it's never
1: mentioned before that. I'm just trying to find where where is I'll it now. It comes, no, it comes, here. Yeah. But it also can—it also connects to the beheadings isn't it from memory i haven't got it in front of me but i've no
0: that's not the same one i'm going to just look at the window that's the fifth seal oh, you... I, oh, oh, I saw under the altar the so- souls of those who've been slain because of the word but this is another story gary do you realize that this is almost happening daily in the hundreds yes. in the hundreds now you're finding that christians particularly in. Um, Central and and North and West Africa. I mean, the Sudanese and, you know, those guys are killing Christians by
1: the hundreds. It's it's chronic Pakistan. Well, I don't know if that's severe there, but I do know there's some major persecution against And, of course, in China as well. No, terrible. Yeah.
0: Because, you know, when your New Zealand mosque was hit that time, remember? And the outcry and uh, your prime minister and everybody else, and you know, everybody had to then um, start, as it were, to love the Muslims.
3: But Listen, that very, very,
0: that very same day, I think there were 200 Nigerian Christians killed, and of course, the media said nothing about it, if you know what I mean. Uh, but killed, as I say, by
1: the Muslims. Yeah, look. Let, let, let me just tell you something about this government. New Zealand's mm. government is so far up the liberal, yeah. politically correct yeah. movement. Yeah. Uh, mm. It makes me want to throw up, put it that mm. way. But, yep. um, you know, as I always say, you uh, you want to play with fire, you're going to get burnt. And they, they're heading that way. Yes. Um, Completely with not seeing reason, you know it's fine. Like when when that attack happened and it was terrible, it's wrong and every level. Um, you know they're throwing gun laws now. Everyone's got to give a gun amnesty, and I thought, you know, you're dealing with one mad, crazy idiot. You know, yes, yes. Um, now you want to attack <laughs> the thousands upon thousands of law-abiding people that you know, are you know, now being punished for one man's sin. And look how Sat look how Satan gets away with us in, in that sense. He's this this guy has done more for Islam. You know yes. Yes. than many people can. I mean, we had the Prime Minister wearing a head covering. I know I saw that. Yes. In the media, um you know they're getting such free exposure out of this, and it just—it's shocking to see how the West is um, opening the floodgates. So well, there are,
0: there are. It's there's liberal governments. I mean, even in America, I mean, they really want their um, the constitution changed because they—I don't know if it's the second or whatever amendment it is—where they uh, are allowed to protect themselves. They're using guns. Whatever it is, yes. but I mean, this of course is what your liberal government there is trying desperately to have um, taken
1: up. Which leads,
2: um,
1: which uh, leads me into the the other topic with, um, like you said, with America being weakened, and that would make complete sense because we know there's a war coming in Israel where literally the IDF won't even be able to. It's God you know, that Only God, they've yes. got steps in where the yes. world Israel firstly, but then the world realizes, well, there's uh supernatural, you know, this is the God of Israel doing coming Absolutely. in to protect them. But I I do think Islam in itself I know, I think Amir's done a talk on this as well. The, um the Muslim nations that are basically subdued or wiped yes. out completely. They so Islam basically uh, yes. uh, is destroyed. But it's away. yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's the only possible way for the temple to be, the construction to begin. There's yeah. no other way. In, <laughs> they'll allow that. They mm. can allow that at the moment or any way forward. I cannot see it happening. So I do think, yeah, America will have to be weakened. And that can... Could it, well, we probably know this, It's it's got to be a pre-trib rapture. Yeah. Well, that's what because I believe. Logically, if, say, you've got 50, 60 million strong U.S. believers that are true believers in Yeshua, I'm just saying, I mean, it's probably a bit inflated. You immediately take out a good portion of society that, keep society together, you know? Um, of course. Financially, well, that's,
0: that's exactly morally. where Calvary Chapel come from. They maintain that even if, if the, sorry, if the evangelicals, if the rapture happened and this um, vast amount of people were emptied from America, it would have dire
1: effects on the country anyway. Um, and that would also explain... Possibly. I mean, it's, I'm just theorizing now, hypothetically speaking. That could also explain that straight after that, after the rapture, that naturally America's government will be liberal and very anti-Semitic, as oh, yes. you see some of the people now, and yes. they will completely pull away from any support when they when Israel is surrounded by the big wigs like Russia and Turkey and Iran. Um, And that would explain why they are alone and God can show his power um, at that that moment.
0: But Gary, I don't know if you know or read of um, Dr. Arnold Frachtenbaum. Yes, yes. um, He, of course, has this theory where, as he says, He's pre-trib, of course, but he says that um, the rapture, of course, is imminent because nothing has to happen for the rapture to take place, biblically speaking. There are no um, occasions or whatever that have to happen. So this mm-hmm. could happen at any one time. But he says that he doesn't actually think that the rapture of the body of Christ is um, necessarily stops the tribulation he maintains there could be a, a, a quite a long period of quite a number of years before the actual tribulation starts and there again that would make sense when it comes to the sudden disappearance of all the evangelicals let's say in America and we're talking yes. about America because let's face it they are the superpower westernized that is superpower and, um, and that could start the decline and destruction, if you like, of America, generally speaking. Oh, yes. Without the tribulation having to start, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. Yeah, there is that to it. And also I think this guy's name is Bill Salas. Um, Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He's
0: written a couple of books. I've never really listened to him, but I do recall um, him also having the theory that um, the rapture certainly doesn't necessarily mean the start of the tribulation. That's it's, true. We, yeah,
1: that's, that's true. Just and
0: a assumption on our parts, you know, we sort of think that once the rapture happens, you go into the tribulation immediately. But of course, that we'll yes. never know. Hopefully, because we'll we'll be with Yeshua at that point.
1: And and also remember, we've also got that wild, it's not so wild, but wild card theory of a. Uh, the uh, UFO uh, uh, oh, agenda yes. as well coming oh, that could yes. that could even rear its head um, oh, yeah. at a particular a time, time in the chaos, you know. And of course,
0: you've also it's, got this, this this theory that's been bandied about, particularly now after this Hurricane Dorian, where they maintain that this these sort of weather um, destructive events can in fact be man-made. How they come by that, I don't know. But there's, I mean, you know, these scientists or something else, I don't know how they can do this sort of manipulation, but there's a lot of people that seem to think that together with this whole climate change thing.
1: Yeah, there's, well, I know Darren and I've looked at the, and I don't think it's conspiracy. I think they can do this. There's a harp technology. It's, free, uh, it's basically frequency modulation, massive grids of these powerful plants that they, they can zap yeah. clouds and zap the atmosphere um, and change weather. It's quite possible.
0: It is in fact yeah. mind blowing. I mean, I am a mere 76 year old female who uh, you know? Thank God, I've got a little bit of intellect, but you can't. Your mind, my mind, can't actually. Uh, I can't imagine that people can do these things, but it happened. Look at
1: it's happening. Look at CERN. Look at the the collider that they've built. Yes. I mean, oh yes. That's, that's that's also something that they are messing around with, that is very dangerous. Um really?
0: Gary, I seem yes. to think that, uh, that we've sort of been um, hogging this here. Is Kathy around or is anybody else around that want to say anything? Or does it Let just
1: me now? see. Let me see if Kath. I did see Kath earlier. I don't know if she's.
2: Kath, are you there? I'm... Yeah, I am. I'm in How are you doing? the hospital. Um, I've got a bad cough and I'm not that well. Gosh. Yeah, okay. uh, waiting for a procedure on Monday. So, on top of all that, I have to have only liquid to drink, can't eat. And oh, um, okay. yeah, so, uh, but your mum and dad visited, which was lovely. And, okay, um, that's good. Yeah, and I've only to go till Monday. And okay. then, um Something will, will do something, one part of it. <coughs> Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I've been listening to this and um, d- just getting back to our uh, discussion, um, we have to really be so careful and how are we going to know who is the right and who is the wrong person, you know, um, who to follow or to agree with or, you know, Thinking of him um, like the Antichrist, you know. I mean, he's yes. going to be believable, isn't he? And yes. he's going to be dangerous. Uh, we're going, you know. I guess we each have to just really uh, talk to God about it. Yes.
0: Kathy, dear darling, you shouldn't be talking. That's what makes you cough. I, mean, yeah, I, agree, okay. with you. I agree with you on that. And I think the only thing that we can be we we have to yeah. be in the word, Kath, all the time. In the word and yeah. praying for the spirit to guide us. You're right. There's no one person's opinion you can follow. And today is just a discussion of what's happening in the world, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Kathy, you don't sound well, but you're in our prayers as
2: long as you know that. Yes. Thank you. That's a blessing.
1: Okay.
0: I'll
2: just switch off
1: the mute. I mean, the okay, okay. the mic.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's um certainly uh, interesting times. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say something else about the the pre-trib. Oh, now I can't think of it. Yeah, is I must. It? I must. I must. I mean darren and Darren and I've always held long held the view of uh at this time of Teshuvah being a very seasonable seasonal time of the catching away you know? um, it is the most if you look at the festivals, it is the most unique and most probable time I'm not saying it will happen but probable time for it to take place because of all the analogy and the connection to it. So it's a very yeah. interesting time we're in at the moment. That's right. It
3: and have you is.
1: noticed I I cannot help but feel it, but in these forty days of preparation before the higher holy days, I've always seen and every year it seems to step up. But the I don't know if you've noticed it, Janet or Kath. That there seems to be more spiritual attack there's the world seems to go a bit nuts. Israel is on the front and center of the u n s agenda of demonizing there's more more up, up heap of evil attacks. The weather seems to be going crazy at this time. There just seems to be a lot of chaos I've just seen a trend over this time every year.
0: It wrong. seems to be
1: cyclical. And we know that in 2008, on the Feast of Trumpets, the big global recession took place on the day. And seven years seven years prior to that, too, on the day of uh, Feast of Trumpets was September 11th. Exactly. So it's, it's a very charged, I believe. It is. Um, I
0: haven't. If you think about Israel at the moment, I haven't listened. Um, I see it was on my Facebook today, but I haven't had the opportunity to listen to Amir's latest um, Middle East update. But I mean, he, having been an R D F guy, or still is, I'm not sure how it works. But um, as far as he's concerned, basically Israel is on the cusp of a flippin' major war. It's never been as bad as it is right now, thanks to Iran. If you know what I mean, I don't. Yes. I don't understand the war situations that well, but um, or what it is that they're doing and so on. But thinking of this period of time, as you say, and now in this particular year, um, Israel is really facing a major war that could happen yeah, I, and start any minute.
1: I do um, think. I do think you notice that it's it's uh, cyclical with Israel and the skirmishes with they seem to go every five to six seven years and then they'll have a Gaza Uh, um, uh, skirmish either it was the Lebanon war in 2006 yeah and they had the the Gaza 2013 I think it was yeah 2013 14 so it's way overdue I do think but we are seeing the artworkings, I do believe we are starting to see the outworkings of the new Middle East coalitions, like and Turk, I'm, I'm talking now uh, Islamic. So yes. Saudi is, no time in history have we seen Saudi buddy up to Israel like they have, because they've got a common enemy in Iran. That
0: is so, amazing, you're
1: right. So the, this is the, we are starting to see the two Sunnis and Shias really going to go at each other. And I think you're going to see... I actually believe that Israel may not even be involved in the destruction of Islam, so to speak. It it may be even possible that they take care of that themselves and Israel is just like a sort of a proxy for maybe Saudi or something. But Israel may not even be needed to... Yeah,
0: that's... that's, Israel is just uh, the the sort of um, common, uh, whatever you'd like to call it. So they're all using Israel, but Israel actually is not the the reason for why this is all going to happen. All Mm -hmm. that having said that, when you think about, is it Zechariah or where uh, God actually puts something in the jaw to pull them in? For the spoil, yes. is that not this incredible amount of oil that Israel now have, which yes, will affect and,
1: world markets? And it and I do somehow think, with Netanyahu starting to get bold with us, uh, talking about the A-word of annexation, and he's oh. never done that before. This is huge. Can you imagine the Islamic nations start weakening and Israel starts taking some of the land that actually does belong to them that God has promised yes um, and that could be a precursor to the uh bringing the Gog and Magog down that's right um, and the hook in the jaw that's right you're right because if they were to say take over parts of Jordan uh, parts of uh Egypt parts of uh, well, I don't know if they take Saudi but it's, they could be a friend to Saudi and support Saudi. Could that be, could that be what brings in those hooks? That's
2: what I mean. Yeah. Another thing that we have to be very careful of is modern technology. I mean, my phone tells me it'll only take you six minutes to go and see Grace. Now, Grace is a two-year-old and she's not in my list of contacts. But the phone knows that's where you go. <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes. incredible. Yeah. So, and you, we're heading you, to somewhere yeah. the detail is going, isn't it? And we could get controlled through that also. Artificial oh, yes. intelligence.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, that's mm. the
0: main thing. Uh, Gary, well, sorry, I wanted to just ask you um, is, uh, don't Israel go to the polls on the
1: 17th now? Yes, they're going now on. Uh, when is it? I'm sure it's Tuesday, I think. Yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. And I do think this election is, look, let's be honest. If Netanyahu loses this election, I think, I think uh, I won't say Israel is down, but I think uh, we are one step even cl- closer, you know, to, <laughs> to show time.
0: Um, yeah, but you see, I like to think that in the sovereignty of God, this is all planned anyway. I mean, you know, he knows it what's is going to happen, and there's going to have to be a reason for that. And then another question yes. I want to ask, because I really can't remember, but wasn't the, um, the Six-Day War also in this period, wasn't it on the Day of Atonement or one of those very high holidays? When yeah, was the Yom,
1: Yom Kippur Kapur war was on a day of atonement. Well, there
0: we go. That's um, the one I'm
1: thinking of. Yeah, are there just going with
0: what you said. This particular period is—it's always such a hard.
1: It is, and isn't it? Isn't it uh, so pr- uh, appropriate because it is a uh, spiritual? I mean, this is the day where Jews believe that the king is in the field. Is he's, he's yes. come out of the palace and he's meeting wanting to be as close and the windows of heaven are opening there is a spiritual it's it's very charged Um, but coming back to Kathy's point about technology I agree I do believe that I do believe the, the beast system the antichrist system will involve 5G we're getting 5G rolled out it's starting to be rolled out worldwide and what 5G is going to enable is technologies like we have now to be on steroids. So it will enable things like uh, you could you could walk into a mall and you could have voice recognition, which we've already got now, but just top it up. You could have uh, biometric scanning. You could pay with your, um, literally just with your eyes. You could... You you know the 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 chip. I'm not saying the chip is going to be the mark. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying the technology now is going to be fully available to implement a cashless system, a complete cashless system. And And I
0: find that
1: terrifying, by the way. And that's that does set up a system for you can almost see how this could be used by a leader or government to control the masses because you get a social benefit or whatever. Um, This is the way you've got to have it done. And they've got so much power and control over you, your movements, your health, your, your well-being, and they can cut your supply just like that.
0: Well, absolutely. You know, they do say that if you really want to take over your, if a government wants to take over the country, all they really have to do is be in charge of the health system, which is something that we are facing now at the moment in South Africa. Um, But yes, I do believe you are absolutely right that um, the system for the the Antichrist is well and truly ready and waiting. I must yeah, be honest, been, I haven't I haven't heard of this five G that you're talking about. But I suppose it's yeah. just more intensive than what it is that we have now.
1: Oh yes, and it's gonna open up um that's where we're gonna get all this driverless cars. Uh that's oh, wow. where you're gonna have autonomous uh you will gonna have flight um uh be able to take a taxi in the sky, that sort of thing. It's going to open up um, incredible new, new uh, avenues, but with incredible new avenues and opportunity comes very dangerous
2: <laughs>
1: things as well, you know?
2: Um, you so find that they try us out because New Zealand is a small population, but up yes. op- as a modern day society, and therefore things are experimented on with us because they can do it for 4 4 million people instead of 50 million people at first. And so that is why we get experiments done here first. Um, So we do have to be very careful.
0: Wow, I didn't know that Kathy, about New Zealand, but I can understand that they would do that, yes.
1: And also, yes. don't forget the artificial intelligence that they're trying to drive. That Everything mm. uh robots, be robotic, yes. Robotic, yes. Uh, mm. because that starts messing with what is real and what is not. You know, mm. um, people oh, yes. are putting their, their, people are almost making machines like gods, treating mm. them as if this is now another human being. And I think it's quite, kind of a, uh, <clears throat> ironic that they do that because it's exactly what God has said we shouldn't do, you yeah. know. Uh, man Man was created in the image of God, not robots and technology.
0: Well, you know, I, I know you're probably going to think I'm crazy, but I find all of this happening, or what is happening, I find amazingly exciting. Uh, the only thing for me, because as I said, uh, there's only one event now that is got, who well, has to be longed for, and that is in yes. fact the rapture. Uh,
3: exactly. And I
0: think my only, my only fear, and this I think is where a lot of Darren's latest teachings come from, um, is that are we really ready? I know that we're flesh, and uh, we are. Okay to come up against all sorts of things, but i am always so terribly worried about uh whether we really are as ready as we should be, especially when Christ says we're to be spotless. I mean how could we be spotless Gary that's something that really worries me um, yeah
1: it's it's uh <laughs> I think the sobering thing I think Darren mentioned it yesterday was when at the judgment seat Yeshua says to people that have healed and cast demons out of people and prophesied in Yeshua's name. And he said, Lord, Lord, I did this, I did that. And he says, get away from me. I didn't know you. I didn't know you. That for me is very sobering. That's always been an incredibly sobering um, thing for me because... That's, go, that's showing you that even people that we, well, a lot of people believe I cast demons and I come in the power of Yeshua. I have his spirit and I have authority. I prophesied in the name of Jesus. And for these people to be told by Jesus himself, get away from me. I've got to, you've got to start getting really serious and sobering up. Wow do we really wow. have the real Jesus here? Yes. What are we, you know, we've got to get serious about that because then that points to there being a, 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 a very, there is many Jesus. Uh, there's different types of Jesus. There's yes. the one you create. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of the one that's created in churches every Sunday. Um,
0: it's, it's not necessarily, as you say, the same Jesus. And this is where, I am ever so thankful for the discovery of RBS because um, I don't think I've ever been more sure of something to believe in wholeheartedly than what it is that I'm now being taught. But as I I say. I do believe. uh,
1: Janet, I so truly believe with my journey, even my testimony, like, Growing up, believing I was a Christian, but but coming into repentance, yes, God pulled me straight into the festivals. He's he started me off there and said, "Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you into the start you on the basics and the foundation. Yeah, and you're gonna yeah. learn. And then coming to know my heritage through this miraculous, you know the story. It's just incredible. Yes. I believe it's God's hand. Oh, yes, for me, I just, I cannot thank God enough because I do, I'm going to sound really biased now, but I, I do believe this is a truth. Hey, Messianic I, Messianic Judaism is the truth. Yes. I, I, I know that sounds incredibly <laughs> arrogant, but I do believe it is the truth. Yes, we're not, we have... We're still working towards, it's still got a lot of things to sort out, but I do believe it is the most safest anchor and environment you could at least start to build your, your journey on, your sanctification on through the Spirit. I do, I do believe it is, because I look back and I go, crap, look at where I could have ended up. Man, you, yes, could, you, you could go down any rabbit hole, you know. And, and frighteningly
0: been... so, because this is what I'm saying, there are so few people that allow themselves, the atmospheres or situations to to learn anything more than what it is that they're being fed, if you know yes. what I'm saying. Eh? Um, because, I mean, I just find that your general person who calls themselves a Christian, and I really don't mean to be mean when I say this, but I don't even think they open the Bibles. I know of many that don't. And without studying your Bible, how can you possibly? That is the only way that I personally got to realizing I was on the wrong path. I didn't have anybody to help me. And thank God, RBS and Get were. that, of course, was, was God's work came into my life. By then, I'd already found, if you like, a very different way. Um, And all I had uh, was that I had to have my sort of corners knocked off because I was still hanging on to a couple of things that certainly there was no need to have to hang on to, as it were, and then, of course, to learn so much more that I agree with you. I mean, there are a lot of Messianic guys, I think, that are also way of being. Yeah,
2: but, yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, as you say, it's something that obviously has to be worked on, but I really, really think that this is the safest and only truth that there is.
1: And yeah. Well, I think it, it brings us the closest we can yes. to the, the original way. I, I can't see any other system. If you want to go back to the foundations of the roots, you go to the roots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go to the 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 most tender part of where it it started going. You know, going too wide. And it's uh, branching off. Yeah, and I I can't see any other means other than Messianic Judaism where, where we yeah i just cannot see any other path no i agree with you i really do
0: and it is it's it's fantastic to see um even in the odd show that i've been able to uh, well it's not that i've been able to that they have gracefully come to me to have them here but it is amazing to see people discovering as Darren was saying again, just seeing their faces last night and a new um or different kind of happening if you know what i'm saying and that it's it, it's incredible um and it's wonderful to know that this truth is available, but I sometimes yes. think that we caught we can't get out there fast and furiously enough you know to try and and spread but um I suppose that too. There's reasons for why. And as yeah. I say, my, my verse has always been the broad way and the narrow way. And so few find it. But uh, I just praise God and thank him for the fact that I believe I've found it together with you people. Really,
1: I have. Oh, it's, a, it's very humbling. And I still don't understand why God would uh, <laughs> um, allow that only it. By You're right. yes. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely okay yes. I, I
0: haven't got much more to say I don't
2: know if if you do
1: Still no well to- i I was just gonna i was gonna say what I'd love to yeah is the recording i don't know if Darren recorded last night with the group I'd love to see what went down i
0: you know, the tragedy is he doesn't record the show groups um, because he so often doesn't even take his equipment with him. It's just a very, very close little discussion, yes. as a it, it is a pity. I I actually so miss when we, we did our Sabbath sessions all together. And, but then, of yeah. course, as Darren said, I think it's because he was finding that there were new people coming in and they found it a bit intimidating
3: when a okay. mic was shoved
0: in front of them. You know what I mean? Um, whereas now they feel so much fear to just voice opinions, ask questions, you know, that kind okay. of thing.
1: Yes. So,
0: yes, I can understand why, but, oh, it's a terrible thing to miss and a wonderful to oh, no. participant of,
1: you know? yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear what um, you know what, what, what happened last night. It was um, I've got to catch up with the obvious messages, but yeah, um, But yes. no, we, uh, we definitely uh, in a very seasonal time, I do believe, watch the space. I mean, is it any coincidence? No, no, we don't believe in coincidence. No. Is it any wonder that the Israeli elections are taking place at this time as well? well
0: that's exactly why i thought i should mention it you know because that in itself could be a very significant day and i mean that's a day away two days away from
1: now i think regardless whether he wins or not i think it's significant because it just is (laughs) it is so well i think anything
0: that happens in israel is very significant but this one is really vitally so and you know i don't know what you feel about old trump i mean As a human being, he's probably as pathetic as any one of us are. But uh, one thing you do have to say is he's, um, I don't know when last anyone has stood for Israel quite the way he has as a president. I think the last one was probably Robert Reagan, Ron Reagan.
1: I'll I'll say this, is he's man enough to realize Look, the world thinks he's an idiot and and thinks he's dumb. But let me tell you one thing that I respect in him is the ability to understand history.
2: And any man
1: that can understand history and appreciate that there is a right to the land and a biblical history, I think you've got to give him credit for making the bold move. And it was a huge move to move it to Jerusalem. I think in, it's it's more weight than I think he will be blessed for that in his own way by God. That's between him, God, him, and God, and God. You know, God's God will bless him, and I think he has already. Mm. Yes, he's he's not the most polished man, but who is? Who mm. is?
0: Well, that's mm. what I'm saying. I mean, none of us can, and all, oh, but um, I have much admiration for him. And then another yeah. question: um, Your neighbours. Am I correct in assuming or thinking or believing that the Australian Prime Minister is uh, definitely way more right than he is left?
1: Oh, he's, um, what's his name? Ah, oh, Morris, Morrison? I'm not Morris sure. Or I, Morrison. Can't, I can't recall, but... Um, I can't think of his first name, but um, he's apparently a born-again believer. Is. Yes, and yes. Something believe and he's a very big um, um, supporter of Israel. Incredible! So, isn't that amazing? And you must understand, we are in the tide at the moment. Yeah, in New Zealand and Australia, Kathy can back me up. We are in such a tide, a spiritual battle. I do believe with, um, with uh, you know the main, uh, the topics, it's, yes. At the moment, we're going through a, a cannabis. It looks like we're going to probably have a cannabis r- referendum, or the abortion is being discussed at the at the moment. And then we've got the usual, just transgender, yeah. this and that, uh, anything goes, yes. liberal, socialist, communism. Yeah. You know, it's all it's anti-God, anti God, anti it's just a as a recipe for disaster, so yeah. for him to have have one or come Emerged, out, yes mm. it's an incredible um miracle i do believe yeah yeah no. I, I also found that
0: uh, found that very
1: fascinating to, to but discover. God, but god is uh god has got his finger on everything that's going on it doesn't it doesn't surprise him this is this is uh as we say
0: always that he does work in very mysterious ways. His his thoughts are not our thoughts and so of course it's that's what makes everything so interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know where the noise is coming from. <laughs> I don't know what
1: that is. I'm not sure. I have no
2: idea. Oh, it might be me at the might be me at the hospital, I don't know. Oh that's but, also uh, true. The Prime Minister is Scott
1: Morrison. Scott. Oh Scott Morrison, yes.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'll switch off because that must be the noise.
1: Uh, but um, yeah, Scott Morrison is uh, he's been uh, he's he's gonna have some rough road uh, time ahead of himself. Yeah, nice, nice, don't but no, we'll um, I'll, I'll I think we'll call it a night. It's already what nine twenty-five. Yes, no,
0: exactly. But it was a lovely chat. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let me really give you guys.
3: Let me just quickly give a signing off thought um, before Mm. we close off. Talking about the rapture, the first thing I would say is there's a lot of disagreement with people over stuff. And the reality is either some of us are right and some of us are wrong or all of us are completely wrong. Okay, So you leave that open in a very generalized kind of way, which I mean ridiculously generalized. It's obviously not that dramatic. But let's just assume all of that mess is going on. It still has to be discussed. Because like I said at the shul meeting last night, when you look at the magnitude of what it means, if any view on the rapture is right, or if you look at the magnitude of the impact of the rapture being wrong, both have huge implications. And therefore, it leaves you in a state where you cannot ignore it. It has to be discussed. So it's the responsible thing to do. Because the impact is huge one way or the other. Yes, it's true. No, it's not. Both impacts imply that this has to be fleshed out and thrashed out. Now, again, I think we all know that the majority view across the world from believers of all kinds is the pre-trib rapture is the most popular version. Now, I'm not someone that says what's popular is necessarily right, so I'm not saying that. But the fact is that is the primary view. These other views following after that. Um, and that gets complicated. I agree. The thing is this, you look at the Jewish pattern, you look at the wedding, there's no discussion about which one it is. So that becomes a, a thing too. In terms of hearing earlier this the talk about America, yes, one of the things I think it's important to to know. If you understand prophecy properly, if you understand all of this properly, there are potential opportunities in different generations for things to happen but not absolutes. So why is America not mentioned in scripture? Because America is not that important. They like to think they are that important, but they're not that important. Now, and no matter how big they are, no matter how big they are, the a superpower. They are superpower of the West. They are like a child blowing a bubble with their bubble gum. The bubble gets big and it looks amazing and it's inspiring in the moment for six-year-olds, but it bursts. And if you understand culture, and if you understand history, and if you understand civilizations, America is is a tadpole. It hasn't even given. It hasn't even become what it's supposed to be yet, in terms of years on this planet as a civilization, compared to the real big boys of history. And I think that's important to realize too. To also note that America is actually just regurgitating what's come before it and just packaged it in a time when there's technology. Hollywood um, gives us way too much sense of America's own self-importance and self-inflated importance for that matter too. So the minute people start talking about America's role in end times, then I automatically have to either lower their my perspective of their IQ or their understanding of scripture or prophecy specifically. America's a non-event whatever America is or isn't in terms of global or whatever it is, is not the same as what's going on in scripture. And I, that's why I wouldn't pay any attention to anyone that tries to find America anywhere in scripture. That is so bombastic and so ridiculous. Um, Egypt, Rome, Greece, they've all been neutered. And they, America's got nothing on them. And what are those places now? They are we see the cultural like, whiff of the, of the mist of what was left of them. And they are, you can find more about Rome and all of that, more specifically like the actual Rome, the actual Greece, the actual Egypt. You find more of that in a freaking museum somewhere, where little two-year-olds and five-year-olds are doing museum tours right now. And if those civilizations who have actually had a way bigger impact than America could ever hope to have on society, if they are there, what on earth does that actually make America? So it's, I wouldn't pay any attention to what people say about America. It's actually just to me, when people want to talk about American prophecy, then I think you're actually just insulting prophecy, to be quite honest. So the reality is, does it happen in our lifetime? Should we get the opportunity to? There are some things moving into place that should make it possible with what we get to understand about what's coming. But let me shock you quickly. Is it possible that Israel can be sent into another exile and have to return again? Yes, that could happen. So my point is it's fluid. The right circumstances, the right things have to come together. Take a look at a key that you put into a lock. Why can't you just stick a, a, a ice cream stick into a door and turn the key? Because all of the mechanisms have got a whole lot of little pins that need to be pushed just at the right time in the right sequence to the right height in order for that to unlock and could it happen in our generation we look at it and from what we can understand we are speculating we are we are to some extent speculating and we must that's my next point we must speculate we don't have a choice we have to speculate it's what's got to be done and so we do that so we've got to do this but what i'm saying is when people start saying absolutes, like, oh, America is going to do this, and if America goes down, and I know that's the theories going around. I know what they speak about America can, you know, if their economy collapses. But listen, China and Russia are not egotistical. You know what China and Russia are? China and Russia are mature societies. They don't, they're not buying into the westernized, you know, Facebook campaign. You know, it's ironic. China creates the West. What the West thinks up in the West, China makes in the East and then takes the money for it. And while America's falling in love with itself, taking selfies, China's building up an economic power that's going to make, I don't know, Tom Cruise's top gun look like a Nickelodeon Kids Channel soon. So all of this stuff is happening. So I'm saying, let's be careful what we look at and actually give any real weight to in that sense. And that, like I said, the other thing is we must speculate. There's no doubt we have to, we must analyze, we must study. We've got to do this. So it's not wrong that we do this. But what I'm saying is know this, do I think it could happen in our time? I think it quite possibly could and should, but there's a few factors and those are the we, I'm not going to try and do it now. We should be talking about those factors. We should make a list of those and we should see what are we missing and is there more? And, you know, what else can we look at? And that's, that's our responsibility to do it because, again, that becomes part of the gospel absolutely. Gary mentioned Nephilim or uh, the incursion coming back. All of that stuff yeah. very possibly come into play with us. The Antichrist figure. Again, you know, I think sometimes with Christianity, they so carefully vacuum seal terms and words and ideas that they actually end up suffocating it. So, you know, I want to say forget the movie images of the Antichrist standing in a suit with a cheesy smile on his face and all of that. These are real people. These are going to be intelligent, powerful people. There's going to be a blend of satanic agendas. It's it's going to get weird. It's Mm -hmm. going to get nasty, probably even sometimes beyond what we can think up in a horror movie kind of experience. So we've got to constantly study that's what I'm saying we must study and we've got to like say okay you know this word rapture these words these terminologies we use have they died like in the sense of have we killed it has it become cliched do we need to ask again if those words still have useful meaning can we use those words because you know I think starting to happen now and I know that there's a few people that do this and I know for example Yaakov of Beth Bethmelech is one of them he hates the word rapture and you know, you can go and see he's writing up on why there isn't a rapture. But now, the question is, when you look at what he's saying, all he's actually attacking is the traditional Christian rapture, which to me, I don't care about because I don't have time for that. I'm looking at the bigger picture and it's a very broad picture. This is not a topic we can talk in one session, but this is what I'm feeling on my heart we need to do. This is why I asked Janet to do the research she did. I'm going at about 3.30 this afternoon to go and sit with Nande and Samantha to go and plan the structure of that publication, Footsteps of the Messiah. Because I think we need to get people talking about this. We're not going to try and say, hey, here's 50 reasons why we want you to believe that. Let's get people talking. Let's get education happening. And then we ask the Spirit to help us. We acknowledge we don't know everything. But we can't throw our hands up, oh, well, we just don't know Jesus is coming anyway, who cares? Because we spoke, this is one of the scriptures we looked at last night. If you look in two Timothy, um, where Paul literally speaks about there being the the crown, okay, the reward for guess what? For looking for the coming of Messiah. Mm. Do you get that? Looking for. And we
1: actually commanded to watch.
3: Yeah, two Timothy four verse seven and eight. There's a reward. There's a crown. There's an honor. There's you know, a prize for looking for Messiah. Tell me how we can be looking for Messiah if we are not considering is there a rapture, isn't there a rapture? Because even if there isn't a rapture, what? who's still coming? Messiah. So this idea of, oh, if I don't believe in the rapture, I'm not looking. Satan has got you. He's played you. So whether you believe in a catching away or you don't, it doesn't matter. We have to be talking about what does it mean when Messiah comes. If it's rapture and second coming, then you've got the two separate events, which I believe. If it's not the rapture, then you've got the second coming. Guess what? You still can't get around. You have to be studying this. Pastors should be teaching this. What gospel are you preaching if you're not talking about this? So that you get the point I'm saying. We have to be talking about this. And that's one of the biggest problems right now. So let us as a heritage and reform ministry in our humble little way, because we don't think we're God. We don't think we are even by the world standards of church size successful because we definitely aren't. We don't have those numbers. But let's do what we can to help the true body of Messiah, whoever they are, wherever they are sitting in what church or not sitting in a church. Let's do what we can to say. We love and respect this gospel so much and all its subcategories, such as what it looks like. Let's drop the labels and just go as generic as I can, including what does it look like when Messiah comes, however he comes. Because even if you generalize it that dramatically, what is the facts? He is coming. How on earth can we ignore that? We cannot. We don't have, we don't have the right to. And their Paul's own words is the most scathing criticism on anyone who is not currently involved in conversations like this. Paul's words condemns you. There's not an option to not discuss this. If that makes sense. Does it? Am I, I mean, I could say oh, a lot more, but I don't want to, we can't fit it all into one teaching. So I'm just saying my thing is for now is just those few points. Let's be careful. Uh, America getting ahead of itself and, and inflating its own self importance. Um, we have to consider the subcategories of this idea of Messiah returning. We don't have a choice. We have to talk about this because it's so important to the gospel. And as I said, the implication of a so called rapture or the lack of a so called rapture, either way you go, is so huge, it still demands the discussion. Does that makes sense? Of course it does. It's the only thing to discuss in my book. It's it's the only thing left to discuss in terms of we've got Jesus, he's died for us, he gave his life for us, okay, and then what? It's the and then what? that we are now actually delving into that makes sense but that's it that's the, I just wanted to add that in because I think this is an ongoing conversation that needs to happen in the season we're in and this there's no better time and not that it should be limited to this time but it would just be incredibly Irresponsible for me not to drive our ministry into this discussion at this time every year, at least, if that makes sense. Yes, it does, Joe.
1: Yeah, it's a very important window.
3: So, yeah, but anyway, I just want to do to share that, but if you guys are happy that it's done, then I can, then we can end it.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good. thank you.
3: Thank you for that. Thank the you. other thing is the temple, isn't it? Doesn't that have to be back as well? Yes, no, and that's, listen Kathy. they can have that temple basic structure up to start sacrifices in a matter of weeks. They've got, they've got a plan. Yeah. So, they said I was
1: reading. They said that they could have a crane up there the very next business day.
3: Yeah. Wow. That's that's the least of that's the troubles. That will be simple to sort out. Yeah. Well, mm. oh, it's all very interesting
2: for sure. Thank you.
3: Okay, so Thanks. guys, <laughs> I think next our next session, yeah, next session, I can definitely be on that should be fine. I think we must go further into this, you know, let's structure a conversation more and let's get off of the treadmill of oh, is it pre-middle post, you know, just in its own simple little place. Let's get more I said it last night to the people at I said let's get more scientific. Let's actually do proper research, you know, and categorize what we are discussing and all of that. So maybe that's what we can look at what is a more structured scholarly research on this whole idea look like and I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised and greatly encouraged to discover you know this can be done and we don't need to be left scratching our heads it's really not that vague and difficult to figure out so I think here's what I can say what happens you've got all these different groups and you know what they end up having they end up having holy cows so what happens is I become obsessed with this word rapture I know all the arguments that get brought against me and all I do is I cycle around those same arguments and I try and sound super intelligent. I'm talking Christians now, using the Greek terminologies and no one comes near the Jewish story. So all you've got is you've got these same people on the same circuits going to the same conferences, arguing and debating on the same topics. Topics which are dead, tired and way exhausted and there needs to be more deeper, credible, discussions and debates going on and I think that's why a lot of people are disillusioned they come in and they hear the one side they hear the Jacob Presch and then they hear the Arnold Frochtenbaum. although I've got to say the two people who for me are the most hopeful in the on the top level of of scholars with us would be someone like Jacob Press and Arnold Frochtenbaum. those are the two people that actually have some credibility that conferences should be built around them and then fill up the seats around them and let's see where this whole conversation would be driven from there. I mean, that's the ideal. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's the kind of ideal. The the rest are, are much lower level for me. And I'm not saying they're useless and I'm not saying all the work they're on doing isn't worth something, but it can be more productive. I'm all for being productive to me. I don't know about you guys. My time is too precious to me to blow bubbles with. So I want to know my time's being used properly. And if I'm going to research, it must be for something that's actually got some value. So I think unfortunately on the global church scale, it's include Christians and Messianic Jews that are all involved in this discussion on end times. I don't think it's been managed well globally. I don't think it's been economically managed yet. And maybe it never will be because there's too many egos involved and People aren't maybe as scholarly as they like to believe they are. I don't know. Um, But there's, I mean, Janet's own words confirms that. That Janet has struggled to find proper academic papers on on the rapture. Tells you that you've got a lot of emotional people who just want to be heard and they don't actually want to discuss. They don't actually want to get, and I want to get into the conversation. That's what I want. I want to say, tell me, convince me why my view on the return of Messiah with the rapture is wrong. You need to, and I'm not, I don't get, I don't get a, a, how can I say, commission on the rapture. I don't get paid money every time I talk about it. That's where the conversation has to start. Convince me why my argument is full of holes. And that's probably the first discussion that should be had at a proper end times conference. Literally, let's truly scientifically analyze why one view is, you know, useless compared to another. I don't know. No, That's something I haven't seen happening yet. Um, But anyway, who knows into the future. Point is, we've got to be talking. Let's say that. But anyway, I don't want to keep you guys up longer than we what we Mm -hmm. have to we'll pick this up again next time. And let's we'll drive it in I loved what I was hearing and I want people to hear this because exactly what you've been doing is the kind of conversations the average Joe and Jane need to be having. We've got to start with this. It's not only the business of of top scholars. That's part of the problem. We have to be talking about this. So I love this session. This session's gonna be important you know, and encourage people to listen to it so they can start seeing, oh, wow, Like, we can logically talk about this. But anyway, let's see what we can do for next week. Thanks to Gary. Uh, Thanks to Janet for jumping in and helping making a lovely talk show. Kathy, Old Faithful, we're so grateful that you are on, but I agree with what Janet said earlier. You really need to get some good rest and we'll keep praying and, and hope for some positive news out of your situation.